Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Happy International Women's Day, Ashley. Happy International Women's Day and Women's History Month. I think this is our first episode since March started. So, hey, ladies. Yes. It feels good to be a woman. I was thinking Shania. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I feel like a woman. woman. Side note real quick, since this is our Headlines and Hot Topics episode, it was just last week that I discovered the messiness of Shania Twain's love Girl, life. Girl, yes. I did not know where I had been. I did not Yo. know that she essentially swapped husbands with her best friend and ex-assistant who was a mess. had an affair with her man. And did then you she, see the documentary? Girl, I saw that they mentioned it in the article that I read, but my cousin was here and we were watching other things, but I was thinking I have to now watch that documentary just for the mess. Yeah, because damn, I had no idea. I said that's some country ish right there. It's a country song. Very true. Very true. And before we get into our quick headlines, we received several comments from one of our loyal listeners, Touchdown W Ty. What's up, friend? Thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, for leaving your comments and showing love, always sharing our podcast to your following thank you thank you thank you so i am going to read his comments from the woman king which apparently i forgot to give a grade uh the grade is an a there we go (laughs) hello black excellence and then now that we're in women history month black girl magic all around amen So his comment for The Woman King, loved the recap and I loved the movie. I didn't know the difference between the film and the real events. So that was dope. Delora did a side-by-side on that. And I love Samuel Ryder. Been following her for a minute too. She is literally Vernita Green daughter in my head. I'm like, oh, thank you, Ty. Thank you, as always, for checking out. Even, I think he made a comment about Wednesday on YouTube and was like, I hadn't watched it yet, so I had to watch it. Then I came back and listened to the recap. We appreciate that, guys. Just know, you don't have to listen. The moment the episode comes out, feel free to enjoy the content and then come back to us. We love it. We love it so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I appreciate you um, shouting out my hidden gems. You know, sometimes we be finding some obscure stuff every once in a while. And so to know someone knows what you're talking about, it's very validating. So exciting for me. Before you get started, I wanted to give a quick shout out as well. I want to give a shout out to Michelle Yopes. 
middle school speech and debate class at Addicts Middle School. I had the pleasure of chatting with her students this Yay, week. Yeah. They are doing a podcast NPR competition. <gasps> and so I was asked to speak to them and field questions from them as a professional in podcasting. And it was fascinating. I was like at first very intimidated to speak to middle schoolers, but hopefully I did not bore them too bad. <laughs> so I appreciated it. And I just wanted to give a shout out to that class. At least one of the young ladies says she wants to be a podcaster someday. So Aww. I look forward to seeing what the next generation is going to be getting up to. But fun times. The children are our future. Okay, they Whitney. Didn't, they didn't say anything silly or... No, you know. they had they had some good questions. I also was just curious about like what they were interested in because this competition is really about them exploring whatever their interests topically are, right? So hearing yes. about some of the things like one young lady is doing something on like supernatural, um, sci-fi. Somebody else is doing like their love of soccer. Somebody else is doing something along the lines of like the serial podcast. And I'm like, well, that's yes. cool because that's like a different format. And then the last yes. one I thought was really interesting idea was one of the middle schoolers is talking about what it's like to be a middle school now and then discussing what they think it'll be like to be a middle schooler in the future. And I was like, Ooh. that's fascinating to me because that's just such a unique perspective that only Absolutely. that student is going to be able to have. So I loved it. And I was like, I don't remember what necessarily my personality was exactly like in middle school, but yay to the future. <laughs> think they got it. I love that. I love that so much. Yes. Yay for so, podcasting. Yes. Love it. All right, Ashley. So we were gone for about a week. A lot has happened apparently in that week, but I did my best to filter on the juiciest things. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the fact that Tyga and Avril Lavigne are apparently dating. I am looking at people.com. Avril Lavigne and Tiger are getting to know each other as they share a kiss in Paris. So Ashley, when I saw this, I will say this. Last week, I noticed that there was some drama around Avril hanging out with Tyga because they were saying oh my goodness, her fiance is upset about this appearance. And then next thing you know, they're broken up. And then now they're kissing. But it takes the internet to help make what doesn't appear to be normal. Like for me, I thought it was just as random as Chili and Matthew Lawrence getting together. <laughs> I was thinking it was one of those wavelengths, you know what I mean? Me wondering, is Mercury in retrograde or what? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know about the Matthew Lawrence and Chili situation still in terms of that connection. I'm glad it seems like it's working out, but this obviously it's a Kardashian vortex. It really is. And it took the internet to tell me why this coupling is so controversial. I don't even know where to begin, but let's start here. Tyga, as we know, has a baby with Black China. Black China was heartbroken when Tyga left her for Kylie Jenner, underage. 
side note all the shade mm. black china went <laughs> when we thought she was playing chess decided to get with rob kardashian they have a baby but apparently she was playing checkers and they've since broken up uh <laughs> avril dated brody jenner and i didn't realize how I forgot that they were together. They were together during Kim K and her Chris Humphrey phase, apparently. Yeah, and who remembers that, right? Who? That was like 25 days. <laughs> but what I also didn't know was that Tyga was once married to Jordan Craig, who is Tristan Thompson's baby mother. The one that he left her in her third trimester for Chloe. And as we know, they have two children together. So where does Courtney fit into this? Courtney married Travis Barker, who, according to the internet, Avril Lavigne's ex-fiance is his protege. And Avril is signed to Travis Music Label. I don't even know what to say, Ashley. <laughs> like, when old girl broke that down for us on TikTok and it had made its rounds via Twitter and Instagram, I immediately DM'd you and I was like, this, all of this. And I had seen it literally maybe five minutes before this complete breakdown because I appreciate you giving this, this history, but this girl does the whole chart, right? And she gives us this person is connected to this person through this and this person's baby mama, this person and this. It was so necessary to understand the clusterfuck <laughs> that is the Kardashians and the seeds of their love lives that have somehow been spread out. I think when I messaged you, I said, as big as Hollywood is, how is it that they keep dating within the same small circle? And like Avril, only reason why I even knew that Avril was with old Maude's son is because he had been dating the one actress who uh, was a Disney Channel starlet. I can't think of her name right now. And they were also together for a little minute. So that's the only reason why I even knew who that man was. I'm like, I don't even know how y'all all come into orbit with each other, but it's fascinating. And fascinating. every time I think I'm done with the Kardashians some more ish comes to light that <laughs> just makes me feel connected to the family. I've stopped watching the series and everything. I thought I was done. Bella That's Thorne. Real. Bella Thorne is the name of the actress yeah. I was trying to think of. Girl. It's a mess. If you think about it, the whole family has slept with each other pretty much at this point. Yo, and these are relationships, not even hookups. So yeah. And not even just relationships, offspring resulting exactly she, the babies are coming from these <laughs> from these relationships yo has tiger ever been publicly with a black woman well black china yes because the whole jordan craig thing threw me because i'm like i didn't even know you like black women like that but i always be forgetting about black china <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm serious though it's like just like seeing, it's like seeing Jamie Foxx pop up with a black woman like oh I ain't even oh, know that'll never happen that's my point <laughs> I'd be forgetting I'd be like wait 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 what I ain't think that doesn't make sense but girl. forgot Chloe has two children with 
Tristan. <laughs> Trash bag, third trimester, whatever y'all want to call him. So yeah, that this is a this is a really messy, interesting story. And let's not forget, Avril literally just broke up and from her engagement. So is this a rebound yes. or is this the real thing? Yeah, according to this People article, it says that um, Avril and Maud's son had been on and off for the past two months, but are no longer together as a couple. This article also stressed that this Tyga and Avril thing is very new. <laughs> and um, they're, as I mentioned, getting to know each other. Was she out here kissing him? I guess. Fashion week. Avril 38, Tyga 33. I was going to say, and I'm surprised by that too, because usually he dates the children. <sighs> the babies. <sighs> <laughs> Guys, it's been a while since I've gotten to talk ish. So I guess I'm just <laughs> I'm just living in it today. <laughs> I literally man, oh man. you know the only note that I put on my notes for this is I can't even. Like I that's all I have in my notes for this. Same. Let's go ahead and move on to our next quick headline. <laughs> so BET is in the news. We're gonna go down two avenues for BT. We're gonna first stop. I'm looking at Variety. Tyler Perry in talks to buy majority stake in BT as Paramount Globe explores sale. Byron Allen also pursuing network. Now, this was a fascinating article because Perry already owns a minority stake in BET um, and he produced a large portion of their programming already available on BET and the streamer BET Plus, which launched in 2019. But this was this was a uh, a tidbit that I thoroughly appreciated. BET Divisions and Production Company BET Studios, which counts Kenya Burris, Rashida Jones, and Aaron. Rashawn Thompson as minority stakeholders as well. So I didn't realize there were, you know, minority owners in in ownership of BET. I didn't either. So I read the Variety article. Yeah. And we just um, was speaking to Byron Allen last week for saving Judge um, Greg Mathis show. Mm -hmm. And he's also the owner of the weather channel so byron got some money to blow girl exactly my question to you ashley is does cable still matter in the rise of the streamers i think it does especially when you look at the dynamics of this potential deal and the fact that it seems like paramount is doing this to try to put all their cards into paramount plus Yes. as a competitor in the streaming landscape. So I think it still matters because it, streaming is still not as lucrative as people need it to be from a business and sales perspective. That's why yes. you have to Netflix sell all these- hot water. Yeah, that's why you have to sell all these ago. other assets to make this work, right? So do I think that broadcast and cable are still contenders in the game? Yes, because streaming is still- very early in its development i don't yes. think that it is the strongest business model still so time will tell how these things shake out the one thing that will always be consistent is 
a need for content to live somewhere. So whatever form that takes. And at this point, if you still have giants within this industry who still want to put dollars behind it, then I think it's relevant. Okay. That's very valid. You know, I, you know, sometimes I wonder because to your point, a lot of these uh, channels are focusing on their streaming um, presence, but at the same time, for example, the book that I thoroughly enjoyed, that's now a, a series on Prime, Daisy and the Six, it's like they're not dumping all the episodes all at once. They gave you three and the yep. rest are going to be available on Friday. Same with even all of us uh, or The Last of Us, I'm sorry, on HBO, creating that appointment tv again because it's tried and true in terms of and it also retains it retains the viewers because otherwise you'll be like my uncle and me at times where as soon as something i don't that i'm done watching is done i canceled that streamer because there's so many now that are competing for my attention and my money and i'm not paying for all of y'all streamers so that part Yes. And sorry to cut you off, but no worries. Agreed, Delora. It should be fascinating. I look forward to seeing BTV Black owned again. Right? That's what that's what was most exciting for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The second avenue I was referring to, Deborah Lee. According to this Essence article, she is a trailblazer a glass ceiling obliterator, and a culture creator. She is currently on a press tour for her new book and memoir, I Am Deborah Lee. And Ashley, what is making headlines is her being transparent about her relationship with Bob Johnson, the owner, creator, of BET. She flatly said that she and him had an affair. She was married, he was married, and they were together. They both got divorced and were together. But when it came time for her wanting to end their relationship, she said that he hung her job over her head. And she is saying that she thinks it's important since we live in an age of me too, that it's it it can come in different forms do you feel like her transparency will hinder her legacy Mm, what a question i have to be honest that i don't have and never have had some strong opinion of deborah lee like in terms of bet leadership i'm aware that she was ceo i'm aware that she was a leader within it but i don't I didn't have any type of feelings or connection to her publicly that when this news broke, it was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry to hear that. That may tarnish my thoughts about you or feelings about you or what others within the industry may think of you. But mm-hmm. I, I I do think it's a fascinating conversation to discuss, especially given we just had the Amy Robach and TJ Holmes situation that's gone down that we've talked about so much. Now, given they were peers, but it's still interesting dynamic to think about 
what's at play when you're having extramarital affairs within the workplace and especially in her case with her boss and yes. how that may shake out. And I, I saw some comments where people weren't super supportive of Deborah Lee coming out because for one, they're saying, why now? Mm-hmm. And for two, they're saying, well, what did you expect when you have an I affair? Hate that. Yeah, like when you have an affair and then you are sleeping with your boss, what did you expect? But I think Deborah Lee makes, from what I saw of the interviews and stuff, great points about, you know, she went into this never thinking or assuming that if the relationship would end, she would essentially be blackmailed yeah. into staying because she had been with BT for 20 years at that point and didn't want to ruin her career and she still needed to support her kids, her family. Because she was a single mother at that point. She was a single mother. So if anything, I don't think it tarnishes Deborah Lee's legacy for me personally, but I think it says a lot about Bob Johnson. You know, what's also interesting. So yes, she kept her job because she felt like her career would, would have been ruined because he wouldn't provide any letters of recommendation if she had left. And when he left the company, she became CEO and was CEO for 13 years. So that's that was interesting to me too. Like her ability to even grow within the company, he had to leave for that to happen. So I'm curious as to what the I'm curious as to what the conversations were at the time because she alludes to the fact that once they both were divorced, they were pretty public. I mean, it wasn't they didn't shy away from, I guess. Yeah. it being revealed that they were in a relationship so well what was I that like listen to um demetria l lucas and she's in like you know black circles powerful black circles and she said that that was just an the worst kept secret but no mm-hmm. one really talked about it mm. at the same time and so <clears throat> it's one of those things where it's like do you acknowledge it because everybody else knows or, you know, but I think I'm always here for honesty and transparency, regardless on how painful it may be, because at the end of the store, at the end of the day, your story matters Mm -hmm. and it may be helpful. You know, that's why they call it a testimony, right? You gotta, yes, that part. you gotta let the people know how you got to the other side, whether it's pretty or not definitely can be a lesson for anyone who may consider following a similar path. All right, Ashley, our final quick headline. I am looking at CNN. Nick Cannon's Who's Having My Baby? Part of new show. I I added the end of that title because I want to live in the moment for a moment. When I saw that E was having a new show and Kevin Hart was looking for contestants for Nick Cannon, like who's going to be his next baby mama? I was like, what are we doing? And mind you, Nick on his social media the day before was like, we're expecting a new show on E. So he was priming everybody with this cryptic message. And everybody started believing he was waiting for his baby number 13. And it didn't help that that promo, Ashley. I need to know your initial thoughts on that promo before we we reveal 
what this show is actually about. I didn't even see the promo. I just saw the headline yesterday and I was like, this can't be life. Like we're not about to give Nick Cannon a reality show for his next potential baby mama. Like this can't be real life. I know that we have talked about Anna Delvey getting a reality show. I know that we (laughs) watch a lot of BS and shenanigans on TV. I'm even all caught up in this Vanderpump Rules scandal because I used to be a Vanderpump Rules fan and I am gagging right now over this Ariana. Feel free to say what you need to say because I don't watch the show so I don't understand the the actual impact to that. Oh my God. So it's been years. Like I have not been deep into it since it was still Stassi and Jax and early Kristen was still on there. It was early days drama because like I told you, I I spun off from really getting into Real Housewives into Vanderpump Rules as being one of my favorite reality shows at the time. So I just kind of followed Lisa over and the mess was messy. But at the time, Ariana and Tom were messy because he was with Kristen. And so supposedly he had started having an affair on Kristen with Ariana back in the day. And and Kristen was supposedly sleeping with Jax and all this stuff. So it was already messy how those two got together. So then now fast forward, they've been together for years and years and years, which I knew. And to find out that this other woman who I've never even seen <laughs> has come in and broken up their relationship they about to get me back into watching this damn show because now I need oh. to know the I need to know more like supposedly this woman who we had the affair with is friends with Ariana oh, and wow. let Rachel tell it on higher learning she found out because he was at a show performing his phone fell out she picked up his phone and saw that he had a message from the other woman masturbating what? sending him a video of her masturbating and that's what? how she figured it out i'm like bruh i have got to start watching this show again because this, this yo i only all i saw were lightning necklaces girl uh, you know <laughs> this tea is piping hot and then supposedly there's so there's two toms on that show and they're best friends and supposedly the other tom may have been a cover because there was a scandal previously where he was supposedly messing with this uh with this woman she was already engaged to a previous cast member girl it's a lot I know hopefully that wasn't confusing to our listeners, but let me tell y'all what, this is great advertisement for I think season 10 or whatever they're in because they about to reel me right on back into their front rules. I have to see this ish. People wow. taking sides, friends having to take sides. Oh, it's so messy. It's wow. so messy. I'm feeling a little FOMO. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, oh. back to your original question. <laughs> Well, on Wednesday, it was revealed that Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon are starring in this new show called Celebrity Prank Wars. Ashley, I have to say, I want to thank the good Lord that this is not a real show, but I would have tuned in. I would have. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, at least you honest. to be like let me check this out real quick at least you're honest let me be real I would not have watched a single episode of this that fucking show but I would have been curious as to who the winning woman was that I would have paid attention to like who is this woman and is Nick Cannon about to get some testing before you agree to get knocked up like his seed has been spread thin so 
make your choices wisely ma'am <laughs> wow all right so let's go ahead and get into these hot topics shall we ashley this live streaming netflix special was released one week before the oscars i'm talking about this chris rock comedy special selective outrage was the phrase of the hour apparently i'm looking at volter right here he says chris rock selective outrage suggests oh struggles to escape its own gimmick let's start with the basics did you watch this special so i started watching it at 10 p.m on saturday and realized quickly that most of the jokes I was hearing were jokes that I've already heard because I saw Chris Rock live yes. last year. So these were a little like there were subtle changes I noted in some of the jokes. It seemed like he was being a little more extra with yes. it, with his delivery than I remember him being in person. But I it probably took about 30 minutes and then I kind of I kind of just just let it go. Because I was like, I think I'm going to have heard all of this already. Well, he covered wokeness, trans rights, Kardashians and their love for Black men. OJ, Meghan Markle got strays. Abortion, Jay-Z and Beyonce. And Will Smith and his wife. Because what he's going to do is he going to keep Will Smith's wife's name out of his motherfucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, but he still called her. He called her out her name. Is that better? He called her a bitch, Ashley. So I'm glad that you brought up that you saw him live. For me, when I I was going back and forth on whether or not I should watch it, frankly. I, I and then when I when I started watching, I was about 10 minutes in. And there were moments where I did chuckle. Like, I did think it was kind of funny that he said that Meghan Markle, why are you surprised by the British family being racist when they were colonizers? You know what I mean? Like, that was that was kind of funny. But the way he went in on her to me was completely unnecessary. And then his whole bit on abortion was, I had to like, I literally zoned out. I was mm -hmm. like, this is a lot because the only reason why I held on was the Will Smith portion. And that was All the right, only Ash. reason why I ever went and saw him live. Cause I thought at the time, that's what he was going to talk about. I'm not a fan of Chris Rock as a comedian necessarily. I never really have gravitated towards him. So the clips I heard of him addressing it was really all that I needed. And to your point, it was um, some points were so, aggressive. Yeah, he referred to Will Smith being larger than he, saying that he once played Muhammad Ali, whereas he played Pookie. <laughs> <laughs> How he wanted to watch Will Smith in a slave movie so he can get whipped. Mind you, the film was based off the life of a real life person who was enslaved, but... I digress. I feel like that was the biggest headline 
that people grabbed too was that line. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting was that he was blaming Jada for Will's actions. And as we mentioned before, he never said her name, but man, oh man. I I mean, what did she do to him? I don't know. I'm, I don't know if we'll ever know unless Jada decides to address it on Red Table Talk. There seems to be something unsaid amongst all of them. And I still am curious to know what it is. Somebody even noted that he did a stand-up special in Baltimore, her hometown. And I'm like, so what happened back in some time period that we just maybe don't know or realize? Because I feel like there has to be something else. And, And to look at this from all angles, this is his proverbial slap right like his pushing back because he was assaulted on television on international television like i don't even know what that would do to your soul let alone the physical aspects that he went through and you know you have every right to retaliate but the punchline at the end of we don't fight in front of white people because my parents told me that. I'm like, okay, that's fine, but we can make fun of black women in their medical conditions and then call her a bitch. That's all free game, right? We can do that in front of white people. And let's not talk about the use of the N-word. It was definitely some contradictions in his thoughts behind it. But to your point, I think he's rationalizing what it is that he's experienced, what it is he's gone through. The fact that it's been a whole year post, he's had time, I guess, to reflect. But um, it's still, if nothing else, it was hella embarrassing. If nothing else, yeah. what happened to him was hella embarrassing. So do I care that he wants to say his piece I really I don't I don't mind it at all but I don't think that um there's going to be any reconciliation anytime soon still Ashley are we finished or are we done I think we're done but I don't know if we're finished (laughs) will the Smiths respond I don't think so not publicly either not publicly there may be some type of olive branch that continues to be extended on their side towards him for the foreseeable future to try to make amends but I don't think that we're going to see anything anytime soon because again I think I feel like he's still processing whatever happened not even just for him for his family for you know his legacy because this is going to live in infamy well beyond him and Will Smith's lives that's that's probably true. I mean, we have Marlon Wayans who have a whole special around it. I wanted to highlight Marlon and Little Rail's take on the slap. You yeah. guys, if you have not seen it, it is absolutely worth watching. Let me just say, Little Rail is me. I am I Little Rail. <laughs> he said what I have said and thought many times. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> Man, I love him. He's a friend of the pod, by the way. He is always like, whenever we post his stuff, he always like look at our stories and he's reposted us like a couple of times. So I'm here for it. 
All right, Ashley. Hot topic number two. Creed three. Creed three. I'm looking at variety again. Box office sets franchise record with huge 58 million debut. Now that's just domestically. They reached a hundred million globally, Ashley. We are talking about a movie starring black people. We're talking about a movie that has a young black man in his dictatorial debut. I am talking about Michael Bay Jordan, which his name may change very soon. And you all will know why in a few minutes. This is major. And can we talk about the Jonathan Majors who has number one and number two spots in the box office? It's crazy. And you know, I haven't seen Creed 3 yet. I am probably going to see it this weekend. So I've tried to stay away from spoilers. But I'm so excited for the success of the film, of the franchise at this point, being three movies deep. I told y'all before it was struggle for me to make it through Creed 2 because of some of the things that happened, but I'm still super excited to support and see this in theaters. But Jonathan, the more I hear about Jonathan Majors and like his work ethic, I even was listening to an interview Higher Learning did with um, Woody, who is also in Creed, and him talking about how Jonathan would, you know, look to him as a mentor in certain ways. And not only did he get advice from him, he researched who taught Woody and then went and studied under that person as well. Really? Like wow. just, just his work ethic, his dedication to acting into his craft. It just sounds like, you know, the preparation he puts into it and stuff, all the success is so well-deserved and probably has been a long time coming for him in his studies and in his work. So I'm super Absolutely. excited that he is having a moment, honey. Me too. Me too. So this is from Twitter. This is from Hannah Beekler, the wonderful production designer extraordinaire. She had, I want everyone to know a 25 year old black man pitched renewing an old franchise with all black characters. And after three years of pitching and knocking on doors, Creed one was made the change that Ryan Coogler has made in the industry and opportunities he's given is so many is legendary. Mm. And I'm sorry, I kept calling him Woody. It's Wood Harris specifically that I was speaking about, but yeah, man. Apparently, Ryan had the forethought about laying seeds for what this was going to be even during and before Creed 1. So, man. Exactly. So he's still a producer on the show, but Mm -hmm. uh, due to scheduling conflict, that's the reason why Michael took over as director. Mm -hmm. So, Ashley, let's talk a little bit about this promo tour. What I love, first of all, Um, are the questions the marvel questions that tessa thompson and jonathan majors are given so like tessa was asked uh valkyrie or kang you know in a battle and she's like valkyrie duh and then jonathan was like oh really 
oh really over k <laughs> but she's like you know sometimes the small guy has the agility or whatever and i it just was so cute but here's the headline for buzzfeed tessa thompson and michael b jordan went to went the method acting route for creed 3 and attended therapy as characters yes i posted this to our stories yes that's wild <laughs> that's that's i get it one. i that's get it though one. but that's a level of commitment that i've never seen from two actors really I, well, there's some definitely method acting out there. Some people who go above and beyond to right. get into character. <laughs> Brad Pitt and Angelina. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. First of all, that, that sexual tension, masterclass. Masterclass. But I get it. They were both so good looking. Like, it was hard, <laughs> even as a viewer, to not to not get it. Like, they were so beautiful. <laughs> my god yeah i mean seriously (laughs) if i was if i was jen anson i would be like i mean i remember hearing back in the day when elizabeth taylor was in her mode and she was stealing some breaking some hearts and stealing people's men as well (laughs) even debbie reynolds they were really good friends and debbie reynolds was like i mean it was liz like what what was i gonna do (laughs) like if it's gonna be anyone (laughs) what what am i gonna do I wonder if some some point Jen was like that. She was like, I mean, I guess it is what it is. Like, not to diminish <laughs> the beauty of both not of those women, all. the talent, no. the the no. the wonderfulness of those women. But I'm just saying, like, that yeah. was a time between the two of them. It was still fucked up. But anyway, I think this was definitely above and beyond. And I remember the I think the headline was something like Tessa said it was weird, which of course it was weird because you are not actually in a <laughs> relationship and y'all are <laughs> acting within something that is supposed to be very deep, like therapy that's supposed to dig into your psyche, dig into real issues. And you're doing it as an actor in character. So if nothing else to me, it would be a mind fuck. But hey, as long as it helped to turn out some phenomenal performances, which again, I haven't seen Creed 3 yet, but I have no doubt that it did, um, you know, appreciate y'all. Yes. Ashley, who's the best rapper of all time? (laughs) The the greatest rapper of all time. It damn sure ain't Drake. (laughs) I'm not not even- The one thing is not- it's not gonna be drake he is not going to be number one and i will fight michael b jordan okay (laughs) you know what's funny though somebody was like yeah we can fight wink wink we can fight baby (laughs) um (laughs) but it it was jonathan major's face and laugh that did it for me because he was like you a damn fool sir i feel like they've had this conversation before though like they're good friends i feel like this has come up probably in there a lot of guys have the conversation at least of who's your top five right i feel like a lot of that's in a lot of conversations so they probably had that conversation before but mike Mike might threw himself under the bus over jay-z over what are we doing um, uh, over a lot of rappers now granted drake is popular he has very popular songs and music so like right now relevancy wise i totally get it but when i think of best rapper i don't think just think of pop songs i don't just think of what's on the radio rain little wayne andre 3000 kendra lamar j cole 
Um, Eminem even. Shout Obviously, out to still going back to Tupac, still going back to Biggie. You have so many eras of rap and hip hop so too. Many eras. And so, yes. so many people are going to name the people who are most relevant or meant the most of them in different eras. But it's also skill. It's also um, uh, context and, and what you're talking about and content. Yes. Like Style. there's so many things like yes. Drake is is popular and i i really like a lot of his hits but there's not a lot of drake lyrics that i can think of that i'm like that relates to me or like i feel it you know what i'm saying like it it's it, it hit me deep you're he's usually talking about some woman that he probably is the one who fucked over and ding 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 yeah. ding ding and ding is, and is putting her name in a song right you know so it's he he's definitely not my greatest rapper of all time let i'll leave it there and if you saw our social media, I definitely was like, sir, what? <laughs> you were ready to throw Mike in the trash. <laughs> he has been Michael Bay for many years, but this foolery will not. I, I won't have it. I won't take Drake. it. Drake. That's all I kept hearing. Drake. So you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, <laughs> in Soja Boy's voice. Drake. <laughs> not Aubrey Graham. Not today. Number one? Number one. I just, no, I mean, you. you, I don't know if you can go from Degrassi to like best rapper ever. I just don't, <laughs> that transition just don't feel right for me. We've had this conversation before. It's like, is this code switching? Is he, is he putting on? No, because when I hear him, like, I feel like in person, his presence is still very much that Canadian man. Like, I don't feel like Drake's persona, like his personality has really changed that much. Y'all just, people just put more respect on his name because of his success. Exactly. As a person, when I hear him, I'm like, bruh, you still, you still the same person. For sure. Anything else about Creed 3 that you like to see? um speak to i'm looking forward to seeing these fine men shirtless on on a television screen very soon exciting adi 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 yeah man all right ashley what are we recapping next week well in honor of women's history month our first recap is going to be women power you don't know me I'm not just one of your little toys. You don't know me. Don't say I can't go with other boys. The first Wives Club, Delora, throwback 1996, baby. Taking it back to one of my favorite eras, the 90s. Mine too, mine too. Love, love, love this movie. This cast. It's been requested multiple times and I love it. Yeah, and we've just talked about it as just being a shared favorite amongst ourselves as well. Absolutely. So it felt fitting. Yeah, and you know what, Ashley? I want to bring this up really quick. Did you think it was a big deal with uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors walking, watching that young lady walk out the door? <laughs> I feel like that was PR from the backlash of the cuddle photos they took together and people trying to say that was saucy. I feel like it was just PR spin to be like, listen, we love women and we particularly love black women because this woman was everything that day. I didn't even take it overly sexual by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, they did watch because they're men, but Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't think that. I mean, shout out to sis though. 
you know, catching both of their attentions. You know, many women would have melted <laughs> the chance. The my favorite uh like meme or gif or whatever, gif, I don't know if gif, gif, whatever that I saw was Loretta Divine walking and yeah. waiting to exhale. I said, yes, yep, yes, yes. that's exactly what that moment was. Oh, I hope he's not watching me walk. Look back, <laughs> he's watching. <laughs> and I love those pictures, by the way. I love I love everything about this rollout and I'm super, super proud of their success because it's well-deserved. Yes. There is nothing wrong with black men showing love to other black men. Y'all got to let this stuff go. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. But yes, I cannot wait for our throwback next week, Ashley. Absolutely guys. We will see you then. Shout out to Goldie Hahn, Diane Keaton and Bette Mittler killing it. We love, love to talk love, about love it. Can't wait. All right, kids, stay safe in these streets. There's a lot going on. We'll see you next time. Be blessed. Bye.